The Dream 3 Podcast, back in your life, episode number 16 with me, Showtime Sports Cards, and the man himself, Doughboy Sports Cards. Neil, it's uh, we had a good show last week. We had Dujanay Bland on, yes. now we're back. We're going to keep this podcast primarily sports cards because there's a lot of sports card action going on in the world today. So um, we'll kind of jump into that. First off, I did get a nice little mail day today for those who are watching. I got a nice uh, flawless Randall Cunningham from 2020 uh, game use patch auto. The white patch is a little bit dirty on card auto out of 15. And I got this super cheap, so I had to pick it up. Uh, 2015 Panini National Treasures Mark Jackson Night Moves Jersey Auto Game Worn uh, PSA 9. Um I think but, basketball stuff's going to really start to pick up that game use stuff, even though even though basketball's so much higher. Mm-hmm. Like the greats of the games are definitely going to. <clears throat> Which you know that's a good point to start out with. Like, you know, if you look at card prices, basketball is so extremely higher than football or any other sport for that matter. For um, sure, basketball definitely carries the the big time number oh no here we go anthony laparo already in here lebron oh my god hey i'm, I'm shout out to laparo man uh, hey laparo you gonna sell me some lebrons yet or are you still gonna sit in your little charizard palace <laughs> anthony laparo good dude remember check out top-notch sports breaks do that um but yeah basketball so much higher than than nfl you know it's an international game um I just feel that, you know, with football, there's too many players to pick from. Obviously, the the hobby itself has narrowed itself down. Quarterbacks are kind of what you're what you're hunting for. And then everything after that, it's kind of like you're not going to get the big time money out of it. Um, you know, you're going to get the Brady's, the Mahomes, the, the stuff like that. But it's not like basketball where where, you know, you got five guys, six guys. Uh, on the court and uh, what, like nine guys overall in teams. So, you know, very, very slim, slim pickings there. But, uh, but uh, you know, looking at this past couple weeks, we've saw some crazy card prices uh, from golden auctions, from a couple other different places, some major sales. Um, you know, if you're pulling some of that stuff up, you want to talk about like, Maybe Sean's yeah, cards. I might maybe. just go. Honestly, I might just go to Golden Auctions. PWC. So Golden Auctions ended on Saturday and Sunday, and the PWCC also ended this past weekend too, which mm-hmm. is their premier auction, which is their first premier auction they ran since they separated from eBay. Mm-hmm. So those two, I mean, there were some just massive cards on there. Like there was a one one LeBron patch auto that went for like. Five hundred thousand dollars, but that's super cheap for. Like, and it, it it was the Cavaliers patch. Surprised Leparo didn't buy that one. And it was a it was a logo man, but it was a tiny tiny logo man, almost like uh like a laundry tag. It wasn't the yeah the the jersey jersey logo te- logo, but it was a it was a one on one. I saw it. it was a half a million dollars sold. Um, for those you know who are kind of newer to the sports card game, can you kind of? explain you know what pwcc is or what golden auctions is because people really know you know i can get my cards off of facebook or ebay or twitter or instagram but kind of don't know you know where the big time stuff is so i would say about two years ago realistically two years ago was that 2019 pretty much everything anything and everything you could ever find was like through eBay or through like Instagram and Facebook. Mm-hmm. And um, that, that was pretty much your like your, or well, my slap wasn't even around two years ago, but that was pretty much like the end all be all for cards. Like you didn't really have an option outside of those, those three platforms. And then golden auctions, Ken golden founded golden auctions, which really took off as being like the premier, um auction house for high-end cards pwcc has been around on ebay um that's their that's like i mean that was where they kind of grew their business and they've been doing that for years but um they separated themselves and created kind of their own vault their own warehouse their own 
everything, their own auction house, essentially. And those two auction houses, Golden and, and PWCC, are probably, well, and Heritage Auctions, are probably the, the three big auction houses for high-end sports cards. So all these records that you see, all the stuff that gets posted on ESPN, all that stuff pretty much goes through Golden, PWCC, all these other places. Um, now, just because they they pretty much have a grasp on on the high end side of auctions. Yeah, and high end. We're not talking like thousands. We're talking tens, hundreds, hundreds, and millions. Millions. Yeah, it's the stuff that you and I will never be able to afford. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> not, not a chance. Not a chance. For I can't sure. trade up to that. Yeah. So I'm trying to pull up. I I I was gonna pull up slab stocks, but. I don't have my Instagram hooked up because it logs me out. Mm-hmm. Um, I can do it. I can do it for you real quick. Yeah, but the uh, the one that just sold on PWCC and on Golden. So there was a, a contenders Tom Brady contenders out of a hundred eight point five that sold for for one point four four million. There was on PWCC. There was another 8.5 that sold for 1.55. Uh, upper Deck Exquisite Basketball Case. So LeBron's rookie year. So the case uh, itself. So, so yeah, boxes the case itself. Or, so the, that sold yeah. for 990, 996000 And for, for people who are looking for the reason why that case is so... Uh, so expensive. So if you can explain what upper deck exquisite is, why it's so valuable right now and, and yeah. it has been and why the prices keep continuing to soar. So think of it like I'm sure a lot of, a lot of the marketplace now is, is consumers who have been only been in, in the past two, three years. So they recognize the name brand of flawless. So flawless would probably be the equivalent of what exquisite was back then in 2003. So 2003, and then I, I forget when they stopped um, making it, but 2003 was LeBron's rookie year. Um, that's when exquisite really kind of took off and exquisite holds the game used RPAs or rookie patch autos of LeBron. Um, there's also game used patchos of pod, Patch autos of Michael Jordan, Magic Johnson, Kareem, um, if Kobe. I mean, you name it. The best players in the world, the greatest players of all time, all have pretty much had a patch auto. And so the, the big thing you said there is game used patch autos, not yep. not game worn. Yeah, yeah, not, well, don't get me wrong. Some, like, some do some have of, some there, of the but... patch autos in there. Like the the actual like true considered the true RPA of. LeBron is a player worn patch auto, one that he wore in the photo shoot. But it's still there's something to be said about the rookie patch auto, which is a horizontal version, which is game used. Mm-hmm. Um, I think those should be worth more, just like the same way a Luca Flawless should be worth more than an NTRPA. Um, those need to those deserve more love. Agreed. Agreed. And yeah. even exquisite had some good, fo- I was looking on eBay at some of their football stuff and you know, they kind of yeah, wish it exquisite was, did football. It's great. It was a great product. Um, but just sold, um, this was two days ago. So the had a LeBron James exquisite. This is the Jersey number. So it's card number 23, yep, 23. Of 95 or 99. Um, it was a BGS 8.5. So it graded out an 8.5. Uh, ended for $2.4 million on golden auction, which is an all-time high for that card in any grade. So I think the the price may have got a bump because it is the jersey number. And, 100%. and some people, you know, that's what they collect. If LeBron's number is 23 and you get the number 23 card out of whatever, the price to that person goes higher. Like Ryan Card Collector 2, sometimes he's on that trend, sometimes he's not. Um, but there are a couple other people that I know of that, you know, they search the Jersey number cards and you can kind of get mm-hmm. a better price for it. But, you know, $2.4 million for, for a card is pretty for up there. Piece of cardboard covered in plastic <laughs> with an autograph and a patch in it. Yeah. Not even the real Jersey. <laughs> no, but it, it, I mean the, the, 
eye appeal, the aesthetics to it, they're, I mean, they're phenomenal. Mm -hmm. um, baseball, 1952, Mickey Mantle for Two two million, a little over two million, two million and some change, two million twenty nine thousand. Um, I'm not a big baseball guy, but I do understand like Mickey Mantle is this generation's Babe Ruth. So mm -hmm. like if you think 10, 20 years ago, you know, the, their version of Babe Ruth or Honus Wagner, that that's Mickey Mantle now. So um, that that's that's this that's this generation's. You definitely see a lot of. There's more love for baseball in vintage cards than there are modern oh. day. Now, now, don't get me wrong. You can you can get some big time hitters in modern day. The, uh, the Fernando Tatis Juniors, the Mike Trout's, the Wander Franco's. I mean, those are your big time hitters. But you know, if you're look, talking about the million dollar cards, like you said, it's the Mickey Mantles. It's the uh, Hank Aaron's Hank Aaron's. It's the Hornus Wagner's speaking up. I'm glad Ty I, have Cobb. A, I have a Hank Aaron, but it's not vintage, but um, I did have a Mickey. Did it, yeah. I had a Mickey Mantle 62. Here. Something I, I bought some a long here. time ago. Hold on one second. I got something pretty cool. Okay. So we'll wait and see what Neil's going to pull out for us while Neil's away from the computer. Um, take this time to thank our sponsors that keep us going. Uh, slab savers, protect your slabs.com. Use code dream three to get 10% off your order. Uh, graded card solutions. Remember always ship your cards how they should. So go to gradedship.com. Use code dream three, get 15% off your order and sell your cards at protect or at prospect.cards that that's www prospect.cards use referral code dream three you'll get a zero percent seller's fee for two months after that two months hey you'll be getting like less than five percent so do that it's better than ebay so all right what do you got so i got this is from when my grandpa died he basically gave me all his memorabilia and autographs and stuff so yeah this is one that he left for me uh i got a joe dimaggio signed photo oh that's dope and i got um actually i have ken golden's original authenticity ticket wow like his his authenticity paper yeah um his his certificate i have that one for this and then um and then i also have a uh um a ted williams one. Oh, that's cool same thing by Col yeah. by by ken golden way back when like we're talking 20 30 years ago um done by the golden family so um those are pretty cool pieces i haven't had a chance to hang those up yet but i'm sure they'll go on the wall somewhere just some pictures that i have no cool, cool cards though very cool yeah baseball is hard like you know to me like i would focus on the the vintage baseball stuff i think new newer baseball if you want to play that game and feel like there's a prospect in your in your head i know we're getting off into the baseball tangent real quick but like to me, baseball is too hard to predict. If you're already in the major leagues and you're searching for that, that card, that's going to make you tens of thousands of dollars. Well, you would have to buy a prospect card and really invest in these prospect cards and really hang on to them for about, you know, five to seven years. When you think of a guy who's not going to get into the majors, like, like let's take uh, Jason Dominguez for, for example, is it Dominguez? Yeah. For for so his stuff is outrageously high for a guy who's I think he's 19 years old now and he's only played single A ball. Yeah. Maybe. Only played single A ball. Like he's not gonna make the majors for at least another three he, years. He's got a chance next year or the year after, but I I mean it's coming, but like his stuff was already selling for like pretty close to like Mike Trout territory just for base crap. Yeah. And like refractors and all like it was like it's absurd. Like people so, like, people crowned him as like the next Mike Trout. But you know, if you want to take a low risk, high reward option, you focus on those prospects and try to get them early. You look at the the Bowman prospect cards or or stuff like that. And you know, you could get those for you know 25, 30 cents if you really, really, really believe in a guy and hang on to him. Yeah. Um, I just don't to me like you got to really know and you can do the same thing with like football and um 
basketball more so than basketball it's really hard to do with football but with with football it's easy because there's no prospect league it's college than the nfl it's not you don't have single a double a no i mean prospecting from the the side of like you bet on a guy because he has all the intangibles so you get his cards cheap and it takes him for sure to develop the Giannis antetokounmpo example like there's people there there are a few guys probably that that people are like the big one people always talk about and I hear hear name brought up is uh two people Christian Wood who plays mm-hmm. for the Houston Rockets and the other one is Patrick Williams who plays for the Bulls um those two guys are probably the biggest prospects that people love to talk about that they're they're huge potential talents they just haven't quite got to their developmental stage yet mm-hmm. um where they're really going to take off. I I don't know. I'm not big on prospecting. It's very difficult and it's a lot of long shot stuff. So I try to keep like, if I'm investing or collecting, I try to keep, I try to stick to what I like. And then if I'm investing, then I try to make safer plays, but Mm -hmm. that's me. I'm, I'm a safe play guy. So Dujanay jumps in with a question with baseball in the world series. Do the players in the games cards jump up in value at this time? They will now. I think um, it's kind of like we saw this last year with uh, with with football and the Super Bowl. Like the the farther you get along, the, the like it takes just another step and then another jump and then another mm-hmm. jump. Mm-hmm. Um, but like your Astros guys, Jordan Alvarez is probably through the roof right now um, because he's just smacking the ball all over the place. And then the same thing with uh, a few of the the. Um, Braves guys as well. I think who's the guy that was I can't Acuna. remember who the guy's name was. But anyways, there's I mean a lot of those prospects a lot of those prospects now are are starting to really gain some value and be household names. So you think about it in this way like when in terms of of card value you always buy in the off season. That's when you're going to get cards the cheapest. And I know we, we've mm-hmm. said this in a couple podcasts, but you always look to do your investing. Like, like if let's say baseball, as soon as the world series is over, you start your investing. You need to start oh, yeah. picking up the people that you want for next year. Cause that's when the card prices are going to be the lowest because once you get into preseason, now the expectations are there the prices start to get driven up just like, you know, people get hyped up in the media. People get hyped up on Instagram and Twitter and their card prices start going through the roof, whether it's a highlight or something, this and that. Once it hits the season, probably the first, you know, first quarter of the season, depending on what league you're talking about, is probably going to be the, 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 the gaining of the ground of momentum and prices. And then after that, it's going to kind of level off. Now you're just playing the stock market of game by game. Like if you look at Patrick Mahomes, Patrick Mahomes has had a terrible, a rough couple of weeks and his card prices are starting to tank, which is yeah, good. I would, yeah, I'd expect him to kind of be on a, not a steady decline, but just the, I think it'll get a little dip here. It'll get um, just because they're playing bad. Yeah. Some, and that's kind of the, the risk you take in the middle of the season. Mm-hmm. You're betting on guys and their games of going up and t- down. I mean, I think my my best example um, that I can think of is that I have experienced is Tyler Hero. And I we talked about this with Jared. You know, when I had Tyler Hero PSA 10s, the base cards, I was selling them for $400 a card. Now you can buy them. Well, he had a good game a couple nights ago, but you could buy them at about $75 a card after the finals and look at you look at Kobe Two White weeks like, ago they were probably $25 a card too yeah yeah and That's you look the crazy at part. would you look at Kobe White I saw you can get PSA 9s for about 18 bucks you could get PSA 10s for less than 40 50 and you were selling them last year after the all-star break at $200 a pop mm-hmm. 250 a pop for PSA 10 base cards so it's one of those things where you know if a player gets hot right away and it's more in basketball than it is anywhere else um, you can ride those prices up, but as soon as the postseason starts happening, if your guy, if it's somebody you really don't believe in long term, you got to get rid of it right before the season or right before the preseason starts. Because if they're not in there, they're not getting looks, they're not getting highlights, and there's nobody that's really gonna 
you know, feel on their card prices. So it's one of those where you get it and flip it. That's where the flippers come in instead of, you know, if, if you're, if you have a LeBron card, you can kind of hang on to it for, for long-term yeah. value if, because if you got, if you have people who are going to be championship favorites throughout the course of the season, you can, you can hold on to your Josh Allen's, your Patrick Mahomes, your Tom Brady's, your LeBron's, your KD's, your Curry's, because they're going to be there when the playoffs come around. Now, I mean, things may get a little rough during the season, but when they start winning games in the playoffs and they make it to that divisional round, that stuff starts to go and it goes quick, quick. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, you just got to, you got to understand, you know, when, when the time to sell is and you know, it's, it's the old cliche saying of like, no one ever went broke taking a profit. So, I mean, don't get greedy, but at the same time, like when you're happy to, with your money and you've got more than what you expected, it's time to Make sell it. off, move on. That's yeah. okay. Yeah. I've got something you like then. You know, we, we, you and me have had that, this conversation a bunch via text. It's like, what you would tell me is like, you know, what's hanging on to it for like 40 more bucks. Like if you got an offer for this much and you're holding out for this much more, I mean, you've already made a profit. So why hang on to it? Take that offer now and then reinvest it in something that you either want or take a step up and go to the next level of something that you want. Yeah. So it's one of those things that we've learned as we've gone on. It's, it's taking the steps. It's, Hey, maybe I made, $10 on this card. Maybe I made $4 on this card. Well, I'm still plus and I'm just taking those stair steps up so I can move up to the next level where I can go from, you know, an immaculate to a flawless, to an NT, to a exquisite, you know, just building ourselves there. Yeah. I, uh, and, and on the flip side of the coin, like I'm not speaking from a, a side of I'm always right. And I've always done everything right because I held on to a 2003 SP Signatures, Authentic Signatures, LeBron Rookie Auto that I ended up getting for like 21000 like right in February last or January last year. And I got it for a good price. I had I had a couple people like who were interested at like forty and 45000 and I passed on it. And then I kept holding on because I thought, okay, LeBron's going to get back. And they never got back. And I held on too long. And eventually I had to go make some trades out. And, you know, I didn't capitalize on all the money. But at the same time, like, you, you sometimes you realize, like, holding too long can sometimes nip you in the butt. So it's, yeah. it's hard to time. Excuse and, me. It's hard to time that market. But And like Jared said, you know, Jared said a couple weeks ago, nobody bats a thousand. Like, oh, yeah, you know, you're going to take some losses like I could I can name a couple LeBron cards that I took some I took some lots, some couple hundred dollar losses on. And it's some, <laughs> sometimes it's just like, you know, I got to move on or it, it's time because I, I can't hang on to this anymore. Um, but, you know, that's the game you play. It's like the stock market. You know, sometimes you you get it at the right price. I can tell you that when I bought that 1999 uh, Charizard PSA nine. I asked you about it and you're like 900 bucks. Go ahead and do it. That's right. After I sold that LeBron silver at the BGS 10, I had 4,000. Yeah, you got, you got from you. Oh my God. I had 4,000. I had 4,000 that I sold it for. I took that. Didn't, nine. You, didn't you only buy like one pack out of that box or something? Or I bought the, the back half packs. Cause I remember it was, it was like the a mega. Last six or something. Yeah. It was like a mega or something. And, I bought the last six. Yeah, you spent like 300 bucks on it back when prison boxes were cheap. Were super cheap. But got that got that BGS. Guy bought it for 4,000. Turned around, took 900 of it, bought a Charizard PSA 9, a, 99, a 1999 Charizard PSA 9. Wasn't, wasn't shadowless, so it wasn't the extremely, extremely good one. But still, it was right right before the Pokemon boom started taking off. Mm. So it took about two months and then, you know, the Paul brothers and, and everybody else started jumping on the Pokemon craze and that thing skyrocketed. And I ended up selling 
that Charizard for like $3,800. So I ended up making a good move there, there. And so, you know, sometimes timing just works and then sometimes timing sucks. But then after a while, you just kind of like, you know, you got to kind of stay up with the trends and you kind of got to be watching, you know, the content that's being put out by the major players because they kind of drive the market too. Let's be honest. This, this market's pretty swayed by the, by the, if you're a uh, big time influencer, you, your voice carries a lot of weight. Oh, for sure. For sure. Like, like the only reason why I think Pokemon kept getting that push was as soon as Logan Paul was cracking quarter million dollar boxes and trying to buy up, you know, Charizard PSA or BGS tens and stuff like this. Like, yeah, that drove Pokemon way past where, I mean, we knew it was going to move up because it was the 25th anniversary, but we didn't think it was going to go, you know, that high, that high and stay on. And then on the backside of it, it just kind of like fell off the earth. Yeah. So that is kind of the risk you take. And then, making sure that you're on top of the the influencers and the trends of of the certain times like i will say this if you're listening to this and you're thinking oh well is pokey if if what happened to pokemon is happening is that what's going to happen to sports cards i will say there are still more people in sports cards who have still been in here yes some people have lost money but there are still a ton of people in sports cards right now and there are still a ton of record setting buys like the 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 maturation of a healthy market in any place is having new new peaks and if you're having new peaks not necessarily all the time but if you're having new peaks you're showing that there's still some sustainability and it's not just going to fall off the face of the earth like pokemon did yeah And, and what doesn't help pokemon is you know with sports cards you only produce rookie cards for one year with pokemon they can just keep producing pokemon because it's the same freaking card charizard's not blowing an acl anytime soon nope nope so yeah and you know you see other like magic the gathering cards are blowing up like i saw post malone ripping some stuff you know a couple days ago on somebody's live feed um so yeah like the influencer thing taken off but like you said you know we went through right before the the nationals you had all the talk of you know oh the sports card market is is dying it's going downhill they're going to start overproducing everything but you know you see people spending two three four five million dollars on a single card you can't tell me that the sports card market is dead no if you were at the national you definitely saw like Money may have been not necessarily exchanged all the time, but I mean, the sports car market was healthy. Like people were dealing, people were trading, people were buying, people were selling. Like there was well over a hundred million dollars in cash and cards there. Yeah. I mean, there was there. I mean, it was, I don't think it was a record. I think the numbers are out and I think it was close, very close, but it was the second largest sports sports card show in the history of sports cards yeah and i think it's going to continue to keep moving forward at a maybe a slower pace um i don't know yeah it's hard to predict the future on this things because you know i kind of put my blinders on and now i'm focused on things that i like instead of like following industry trends um because like i bought i don't i haven't sent you a picture of it yet so one thing that kind of started catching my eye because I found this out at the national was, was kind of like, uh, oh, what is it? Like ticket cards. So like people have been slabbing, you know, tickets for certain games or certain this and that. So I was able to get my hands on this week. I got a Mike Tyson versus Razor Ruddock one ticket with Mike Tyson's autograph on it, PSA nine. So to me, that's cool because I have this would be my second Mike Tyson auto. I'm a huge boxing fan, so this is more of a a PC than a flip thing, but it's a piece of history to me. Like, yeah, you know, I have a bunch of what I really need to do is I have my Super Bowl. When I went to the Super Bowl, I have my ticket still next to me. I need to get that PSA. Um, but you know, stuff like that. Like, you know, you went to the Nationals and you saw ticket stubs from 
from like 1914 baseball games or 1900 baseball games or 1800 baseball games. Kobe's last basketball game. Yeah, Kobe's first basketball game. <laughs> like, Tom Brady like, Super yeah. Bowl tickets. Like Laparo. Laparo has that Kobe Bryant last game autograph yeah. authenticated card. And, you know, they bring money. Um, but to me, that's more of it's more of a, a, a cool piece more than a, you know, currency type trade yeah. flip card. So, you know, that might be something I look into in the future of, of one thing that I've been looking at, you know, if I can ever get right is, you know, Ali, if I could find some Ali fight ticket stubs, like I've seen a bunch of uh, closed circuit stuff like him when he fought Sonny Liston and stuff like that. But an actual ticket stub from going to the fight to me, it's like, I want something like that. So that's kind of my, mm -hmm. my long-term focus instead of, you know, a LeBron James patch auto, which I'm, I'll probably never get my hands on. Never say never. If I run into, if I get like a, win the auction or a win the lotto, then I might be able to buy one. Yeah. If, if I win the, if I win the lottery, I'm buying one of those and then I'll be done. Then the rest of this card collecting is just going to be for funsies. So one of the biggest things that we saw this past weekend was what people in the card industry are calling the Holy grail. So if you want to follow like one of the biggest high-end card collectors in the world, um, his name is shine S H Y N E one fifty. follow him on Instagram, check out his stuff. He has the best of the best sports cards. So he has what we call the Holy grail. This is a game-used patch, triple patch. So game-used NBA logo man. So the logo mans you see on all the NBA jerseys. It's a logo man of Michael Jordan, of LeBron James, and Kobe Bryant. It's a one-of-one. One. There's only one card produced. PSA it to, 10, right? Sent it to PSA, got a 10. It's the Holy Grail. As soon as I saw it, I texted you, Neil. I said, that's a $10 million card at least. Reason being, it's a pop one. There's only one of them. It's a 10, which is pristine, perfect condition. And it's the three greatest, arguably, basketball players of all time, game-used patches. No, I think, I, I mean, you summed it up. There's there's not much more that you can say about that card that, you know, it's it, it's a true grail. I mean, the only thing I, the only thing I would consider, and I, the, the card that was at the National, um, the one-on-one ultimate collection logo man mm -hmm. that that's probably the one the one card the so, ultimate collection logo man lebron rookie mm -hmm. rpa that's the only one that i would consider better but that's i mean we're talking about that's the truest one of one of anything ever you know and it's and like they don't have they never had that for tom brady they never had it for michael jordan they never had it for kobe bryant like it's the true one of the true like first one of one cards for like the greatest player in sports. So if you think about it and, and uh, Aaron at Slapstocks made a good point about this. So in baseball, the Mickey Mantle 52 tops is the card, the all time card for, for baseball. So 10 PSA 10. So if you think about the amount of 52 males they produced, there's only three PSA 10s in the world. And when those next ones sell, it'll keep topping as the, the top selling sports card of all time. But when this card goes to sell, it will, I believe, crush whatever that top number is. Without question. No doubt baseball, about it. Baseball has a great market, a long market, like a, a long, I should say a long career of... of of producing top end cards, highest say highest selling cards. And that's just because of the longevity of the sport. But if, if, uh, yeah, if, if, if basketball, like if those cards in basketball end up coming around the one-on-ones, the one-on-one logo man rookies, the, like if the one-on-one prism black Luca ever came up, like those cards would easily be the the greatest cards. 
So I don't like it wouldn't even be close to the Mickey Mantles. I don't mean to switch topics real quick, but I'm turning around. I'm seeing Tom Brady's talking with Archie or uh, with Peyton and Eli on ESPN. Let's talk about how screwed the guy that gave the football back to Tom Brady got. Like, like Ken Dorsey had so six hundred six hundred touchdown pass, and you get the football. So Ken Golden came right out on Twitter and said, "Hey, that's probably a half a million dollar football." And the oh, guy yeah. guy was nice enough to give it back. And did, did you see what the terms of the deal was on the? On the yeah, they said they give him a game ball and then like a signed jersey or something. A game ball, a signed helmet or a jersey and stuff, and a thousand dollars to the team store. No, <laughs> it's a terrible. It, well, here, here, here's the problem. There's a reason why that guy is sitting there in the front row seats and the reason why us card people are watching from our televisions. Because if we if if we would have got that, if, if we would have got that ball, there would have been some harsh negotiations. Absolutely. Like, I understand being a Brady fan. A Tampa like, at fan. least let me get Brady's personal yacht. Like, <laughs> Bro, we're gonna. Can we go to dinner next Tuesday? And uh, yeah, you can have your ball back, but I want naming rights on your next kid. (laughs) Like, you know, that's a that's a tough spot. Um, Like, I was listening to Pat McAfee today. You know, the NFL is gonna get that ball back no matter what. Like, they're gonna get it back, but you know, try to negotiate pretty hard. Like, don't just give it away for a thousand dollars in the team store. Like, I can spend a thousand dollars in the team store. Maybe they should. Maybe they should just gift, uh, gift the guy. Even though he didn't really negotiate hard, just gift the guy. Say for being that cool and just like willing to give the ball back. Just, just give him something more. Give him season tickets. So here's what I would. I would give him Super Bowl tickets. This is what I would negotiate. I would say, I will give you the ball back, but I want the. Because I'm sure Brady's going to keep the game jersey, or the Hall of Fame will take the game jersey. But I know that each player is going to be given two jerseys before the game. I want the backup jersey, so I want the jersey that the game issue, the game issue jersey. I want Brady to sign it, personalize it, and give it to me. Because it's the same. It's not game worn, but it was in the locker room given to him for that moment. So to me, he didn't, he didn't wear uh, he didn't wear gloves yesterday, did he? I don't think so off the top of my head. I don't I don't know for a fact. Maybe his helmet. You could ask for the helmet. I would try to get as much maybe a cleats, you know. Cle- something. I'm sure he could do cleats. As something. Um I would want jersey helmet or cleats. Maybe a glove if you could get a glove um to trade for the ball. Because like Brady said on ESPN, you know, he doesn't keep a bunch of stuff, but you know, you know, the Hall of Fame is gonna get a jersey. But well, Brady's going down to the Smithsonian. Forget the Hall of Fame. He's going to be monumented in the Smithsonian. Oh, he's going to be like Walt Disney. They're going to put him on ice and probably display. He's he's a national treasure. Uh, I won't go that far, but uh, I don't know. I I still I think that guy just got screwed because he's too nice and didn't really know how to negotiate. You know. You know, I applaud the guy though for being that nice. Yeah, I mean, it's a good, it's a super good gesture because you know if you're and. McAfee said this, if you're a dick on national TV or something, you ain't getting nothing. Oh, yeah. Like, like you know, that poor equipment guy is like, he's got to go ask for the ball. And how about Mike Evans just giving away the ball in the first place? Like, shouldn't you be aware that Brady could break this record and you might want to you know, well, keep the football? We know Mike Evans. He's got a little bit of a temper. And, you know, he likes to get a little crazy, so. Yeah, come on. Sure. He was a part of it. He was a party John, Johnny football era. You know, you know, Mike Evans got, mm-hmm. got a little tantrum. Mm-hmm. So I saw on I forgot whose Instagram page I was on, but did collegiate national treasures football come out? Yeah, I think not. I think it was two week two, not this past Friday, but the previous Friday. And this is going to be the first of like what is it um the newer like oh what what's it called you know the college kids making some things off of it something with the do with the senior bowl because the senior bowl logo is all over it i don't know if they're making money off of it now or or what 
I'm sure some of those. I'm sure some of the stuff is is probably senior bowl stuff patches. I bet they're making money off of it. Must be nice. If there's anything else, I mean, Jamar Chase had a freaking good game. His card, <clears throat> his cards have gone up 138 percent just from this past weekend. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Mahomes is down. Pretty tough. I don't see anything else really moving, but you know what we should do? Let's hmm. check out. Do you have card ladder pulled up? I can. Yes. Let's check out. Do you have our uh, fantasy? Our our little uh, fantasy game that we play. Yeah, I can pull it up. You do you have you have all the players? Yeah. Yes, I do. Who do you think is the biggest growth? Who's had the biggest growth this year? Um, Let's see. I had Chubb, Calvin Ridley, and then Jalen Hurts. I don't think Hurts. Hurts hasn't played that well. Chubb, Chubb's hurt, right? Yeah, Chubb's hurt. And Calvin Ridley's been between sick and injured. Hurts, Prism. PSA two. I still think Robbie's card's screwed. <laughs> oh yeah, Alex. Yeah, Alex kind of. Tua, Saquon, and OBJ. OBJ's worthless. Although uh, Tua has not played bad the past couple weeks until Watson gets traded there. That's true. So we started on September, I think seventh or eighth. September tenth. September tenth. September so 10th. what it what what was the original value of Jalen Hurts? Uh PSA 10 was 194.50. So September 8th. I have a peak of $350 for Jalen Hurts on wow. September 17th. Wow. A peak. And then from there it's just a steady decline, <laughs> decline, and now their last sale was $80 on okay. October 24th. Okay. 80 bucks. Okay. Doing well. Doing well. Who's the next one? Quarterbacks. Uh from just anywhere anybody in there? Yeah, anybody. Sam Darnold. Darnold. PSA 10 was 120. 120 to start. Yep. And you know it's not going to be good because he got benched for PJ Walker this past weekend. So he went up to at a max of one hundred and eighty-two dollars, okay, and twelve cents. That's not bad. And then that was about week three, and then just a straight decline down to eighty-eight dollars. And the ghosts came out. Yep. Um, How about Carolina, man? They look trashy. They they look awful. And I'm so like we're talking about you know making making decisions and having to live with them like. I spent a good amount of money on that Sam Darnold optic red and yellow that I'm going to have to sell and eat. And I'm sure I'm going to lose like 70% on this. So one of those I, things the that, thing is they like, you should honestly probably should have sold right after that three game win streak before they played Dallas. I should have, I should have, I screwed up. All right. How about Tua PSA 10? He was Tua two, PSA 10. I think two, this might actually start being up a little bit. He was two thirty two fifty. To start? To start. Wow. Why is that so high? Because he was expecting to have a really good season with that high-powered offense around him. Yeah. Well, I can tell you that they have done nothing but drop off the face of the earth. So So they're down to $107. Then what's my Brady Brady Bowman Chrome? Brady. I think yours is probably the most steady. Because I, I remember, I think one sold on Golden for like 20K or something. This the, one week. I, the one I have is 20,201. Yeah. Uh, the highest sale was 21,469. So you're up 5%. Yeah. So I don't know. It'll be interesting to see the rest of the year. Yeah, for sure. 
So how about, and I've been seeing these and I don't know very much into them. Um, these Fleer precious metal cards. The, the hockey ones. I mean, they got football too. Like here's big Ben. Oh, the PMGs. Yeah. Yeah. PMGs are. So remember I was, we, we talked about a little bit ago about like essential credentials. Uh huh. The Fleer EX essential credentials. Those probably fall the same line. They're super, super tough grades, but they are like the aesthetics of the card, like the the hollow foil, the refractor in them is by far the best in probably all of all of existence. Just that straight red, like deep red and like greens, blues. They're super tough to grade, but they are, yeah. like you said, they are awesome to look at. I think I have a, I bought one for this past year, a Nathan McKinnon PMG out of like, I think they're out of 199 or 99, something like that. So I bought one of those just because oh, it was cool. Uh, um, <laughs> so I did this back in the spring. I totally forgot about it, and I'm sure I'll get it when, either when I come back from Vegas or from Pomona, but... So I bought, uh, I bought 2021 uh, hockey, the OPG. Oh, the OPG? Uh, yeah, I bought a, a hobby box of it. OPG oh, Platinum. <laughs> so yeah, so you're just gonna have to tell me who's who I'm looking for. I don't really. Follow. Uh, Carol Kaprizov. Okay. For the um, Minnesota Wild. He was the uh... <laughs> so <laughs> Benjamin Ruth, uh, friend of mine. He says, "I hear that Russell Gage cards are increasing in value. Might not have to pick one, or might have to pick one up." Russell Gage is trash. The only reason why he's even catching a ball right now is because they shipped away Julio, and all, that's literally all they have left, other than Kyle Pitts and what's left of Calvin Ridley. Let's be honest. Uh, Atlanta's terrible. Yeah. <laughs> you know what's funny, though? Atlanta's like one game out of the playoffs. That that tells you how bad that division is. Like, you look at the NFC West, like, murderers row. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Speaking Fortune. of bad, uh, Carson Wentz. <laughs> Kill <Yeah>. me. <laughs> like... I'll take Deshaun Watson and all his problems right now than Captain Shovel Pass when he's getting sacked. <laughs> like, I was uh I've never seen somebody who's played more NFL games make the stupidest so dumb mistakes. Not just dumb mistakes, like the dumbest football mistakes of all time. Like regressing in his QB skill level. Like at least last year with Phillip Rivers, I'm like, you know what? He can at least he can sling the ball. With Carson, it's kind of like, all right, is he going to throw it right to the defender off of his chest, or is he going to just throw it like he like they did last night against the Niners? Are they just going to jack it deep and hope for a uh, a spot foul on a PI? Yeah. I, no, uh, it's it's true. I or, tried to tell you, Carson Wentz is is dude. He ain't the only guy seeing ghosts. Or I'm going to take off and run and and dive headfirst. I can't. He's going to get knocked unconscious, and then Brett Hundley's going to come in and ruin our season. Not that we really have a great season going on anyway, um, but I think but, the Colts are like one game out of the playoffs right now, too. Out of the playoffs or out of mm, no, out of the playoffs, they're like one game. Like if they really? win one game, and if they beat, and if one other team loses, they'll be in the playoffs. Well, here's the problem: we got to we got to stop Derrick Henry this weekend. I, I it's not not looking great. No, yeah, no. <laughs> Although you guys, you guys aren't playing bad the past two weeks. You guys are playing pretty decent. Yeah. You had the game against Baltimore. I mean, you had a chance to win that game. So I got off the plane. I was flying home from Dallas. I got off the plane, and we were up 19. By the time I got home, we were losing. Like, Well. 20-minute drive. Game, game had completely flipped. Like, I was yeah. telling, like, me and – I was so happy driving, and then I just got progressively worse as I left the airport. And by the time I got to my house, like, I was trying to crash the car. Like, I, I couldn't believe what was happening. Oh, yeah. I was talking with uh, Justin Squints, and I think I, I think I brought up a good point. I said, 
you know, if you stack the AFC versus the NFC, I'd probably take the top five NFC seeds over every team in the AFC right they now. They would destroy the AFC. Destroy like the AFC. Arizona Cardinals. Rams. Tampa Bay. Rams. Like Cowboys. I mean, they're what's the what's the other team? Who else is leading the division? Uh man, you could even Packers. throw yeah, Packers. you could Packers in there. Yeah. Those five teams all all better than any one of the teams in the AFC. Oh, 100%. 100%. And yeah, it's it's not looking good for these uh for these uh this season. Yeah, for sure. Well, you're so Caleb, at least you're not as bad as the Lions. That's true. Motor City Dan Campbell, but hey, for being oh, they're the best 0 and 7 team out there. They were throwing all the trick plays against your uh they were they were trying their like, best to pull out all the stops. Two fake punts in the same game. Like but you, you know, well, I think no, because he, he coaches at Dallas now. The old special teams coordinator for the Rams, who uh-huh. had all the trick plays, he coaches for Dallas now. Like, um, but I'm sure they were pulling out all the stops because they, they know eventually there, Jared Goff's terribleness is gonna They were out there playing there. Madden, and I was all for it. Yeah. Because when I turned it, I turned it on. It was ten nothing Lions. I almost thought about texting you, but I was like, you know what? It's too early. If it's like, if it's like, if they're up in the fourth quarter, then I'll start. I'll start. I'm gonna, I was. I'm gonna be honest. They went up. They went up. What? They go up thirteen to three on me on us. Yeah. Was not even sweating. <laughs> I was like, I knew they are going to throw this away. Without question. Of course, it's the Lions. They could have been up. The Lions could have been up 10 going into the fourth quarter, and I still would have picked the Rams without question. It's like just they, they're going to find a way to lose. Dude, all in all, I think this past weekend, like we've had a lot of good football weekends. This past weekend was a terrible NFL weekend. Like there was one game in the entire weekend that was decided by a score, one score. Like everything else was pretty much a blowout. It's a good point. Yeah, I didn't even realize that. Which is funny because it was like when well, didn't we wasn't there a record set for the first six weeks? Like think, most overtime and overtime games in NFL history. Yeah. Like it was it was a little rough to watch this weekend. You know, you're gonna get that because not every weekend's gonna be crazy, but Whatever. Well, I'm going to tell you right now, the Rams playing Houston isn't going to be much much more of a close game. Oh no, Tyrod Taylor's coming back. I think I think I think Arizona plays a trash team too. Yeah. Um, I think I they play like the Jets or something. Matt Nagy's got COVID, so he's out this weekend, which might be the greatest thing to happen for the Bears. I bet they play awesome without him there. That's right. Devontae Adams has COVID. Oh. Um who the Packers play? I don't know. They might lose that one. Yeah, no, I don't think so. You know, Aaron Rodgers. If Aaron Rodgers doesn't have Devontae Adams, he's in a world of hurt. Hey, throw throw it to my boy Robert Tanyan, Indiana State University, <laughs> catching all the touchdowns. Yeah, you wish. He scored. Eight. He scored the first. Uh... Oh, wait, is it week eight? Or are we in week seven? No, we're no. in week eight. Snack says Arizona on Thursday. Yep. Arizona, Arizona and Green Bay. Never oh, mind. Yep. Arizona. Arizona's winning this one. Big Bob Tanyan, boys. Throw it Big, to him. Not going to be close. Throw it to my boy, Big Bob. That's my boy. Yeah. I remember him on his recruiting trip. Nice kid. Good kid. Very good kid. Oh, dude, I got to go to Vegas on Wednesday, and I'll be there until next Tuesday. Okay, I will be gone this whole next week on vacation, and then next the following week as well. I will be out as well. So we'll be no podcast like three for two weeks. weeks, huh? No podcast for two weeks. No podcast for two weeks. I mean, I could, I could, I could call D Bland. Me and him could hold it down if you guys want to. But I, I'm, yeah. I'll be back in three weeks. I could call Dylan, but I don't think he'd pick up. No, <laughs> he still sends messages on Facebook, but but now he won't talk to us. Well, sucks for him. Did you write scammer on his stuff on the Paros page? No, I couldn't find his freaking. I couldn't find his freaking post. Darn it! Maybe he blocked you. I don't know. Maybe I can pull Tommy or Craig, or I'll call uh, 
call my boys James so we can talk some Georgia football. Let them talk some Georgia football down there. Yeah, they can show. Go dogs. Go dogs. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Um, oh, uh, not a sponsor plug, but working on something. You know, if anybody's a golf fan, if you like golf, if you like golf clothing, go check out nationgolf.com. My guy, Adam Hawk. Follow him on Instagram. Check him out. If you like the golden age of golf, hard collar stuff, very classy looking gear, go check it out. They got a nice logo. It's called Smoking Tom. Um, looking at the, like like I was saying, everything's based around the golden age of golf. I think it's a really cool concept. Um, you know, going to go meet with them in Pomona. Hopefully talk to him. I don't know. Maybe we'll have him on the podcast sometime. Talk a little golf. Sounds good to me. I think we should. All right. I'm getting a little little better at golf. Yeah, you'll have to come play. You'll have to come play over here. We probably get uh, Robbie's cards. Let's talk about his uh, Tiger. That's right. He's freaking Tiger. He's like a. I think he said he's like a one or two handicap. We talk about his Tiger Woods one hundred and one. Yeah, he's got not the one from Golden either. He picked up a different one. Wow. He got for a great deal. So that it was great. Way. It was a great pickup. He's got a he's got a phenomenal tiger collection. That's awesome. We'll definitely have to have him on at like around Masters time. He could talk golf. We should. We need to do that. So, all right. So thanks again to our sponsors, Slab Savers, protectyourslabs.com. You know, follow them on, on Facebook, follow them on Instagram, hit them up, show them some love. They got some great products that you really need to, you know, they got cases, portable cases. They got the big mother that holds BGS cards, PSA cards, top loaders, and one touches. That thing's awesome. They got the 30 slab case for PSA cards that I have. It's awesome. And if you use Dream 3, you get 10% off. Gradedship.com. Um, remember, use graded card solutions to ship your product. Like when I ship my high dollar stuff, you know, these big things that. You know, if you're spending more than $100 with me, I'm going to make sure that everything is hunky-dory when I ship it because I do not want the message and I don't want to give that money back. So spend the money to make your shipping that much better. Go to graded You're going to spend the money on supplies anyway. You might as well spend a dollar on a box that's perfectly created to keep yeah. things safe. Yeah. And then... You know, selling cards, you see it all the time, whether you're pimping your cards on Twitter, on Instagram, on eBay, you know, just use prospect cards. Go to www.prospect.cards. When it tells you a referral code, put code DREAM3. DREAM3, you're going to get a 0% seller fee. That means you're going to get all your money, all of it, because we all want our monies, 0% for two months. And then after that two months, you know, it's going to be like 2%, 5%, but it's way less than eBay's 12 and 13%. That's right. So do that. You know, we don't make any money off any of this stuff. We just do it to help our people. And remember, golf stuff, go check out Nation Golf. I'll tag you in that stuff, Neil. Wearing my Doughboy sports card sweatshirt, representing the fat boys. Speaking fat. of Doughboy, I, I, I haven't, I posted this, but I haven't got to share. I don't think I got to share this yet. The Ricky Williams. Oh, the Ricky Williams. Yeah. That card is sick. And then did you see so the, the Miami the, logo? The Fred Taylor one that we were talking about. Yeah. Did you see what it sold for? Yeah, I got yeah, it was like seven hundred and some dollars. Seven sixty. Yeah, the I got the Ricky for like twenty bucks more. Wow. Wow. And I love Ricky. Yeah. So once again, thank you everybody for listening. Download us on Spotify, please. You know, bump those Spotify downloads up, share it. You know, we have we're live on YouTube always. You can, you know, post and share. Go to the Facebook page, facebook.com backslash the Dream 3 Podcast. Give us a like, give us a share, tag your friends, you know, talk about sports. If you want to ask a question, the comments are always wide open. We see them while we're talking. So uh, if you have any other questions, you can always hit us up in the DMs any of the Facebook profiles, any of the YouTube comments, or just download us on Spotify. So, Hey, one more thing. Yeah. Been seeing this post going around. Dak Prescott, MVP. That's all I got to say. 
It's not going to be Sam Darnold. I'll tell you that. So <laughs> that's right. Dak Prescott until yeah. next time. I don't have to hear Neil for at least three weeks. If I can, well, if I'm home, hey, maybe by then, maybe by then the Cowboys will ruin their entire season. It won't be. <laughs> I hope so. But uh, until next time, maybe I'll try to gather up some guests who want to come on and talk. But, you know, we'll see you in about three weeks. Um, hey, at the end of October, um, Squints and Alex, Alex and Justin, they'll both be on different schedules, uh-huh. work schedules, so we can have all four of us on. At the talk. same time. All right. We'll set it up. We'll all have right. a super pod. We'll have a super podcast. Right. Get it going. So, all right, guys. Until next time, remember, follow our sponsors, like our sponsors, like our Facebook pages, like our social. You know, just support us. We're out here supporting the card game and everybody in it. We're just trying to be real. We're not influencers. We're not pushing no crap. We're just trying to, nope. you know, do good. We say what we want because that's how we feel. That's right. So, till next time. Later, y'all. Peace.